You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Hi team, I hope we're all having a fantastic week. We've got a question today and I originally was going to do this as a no stupid questions episode but once I got researching there was just so much information on this topic that I just needed to keep going and I decided that we'll just do this in one big episode and the question of the day as you can tell from the title is are anabolic steroids that bad for you? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about steroids. At school, I actually teach a unit that's all about fitness, all about sport, and we cover the topic of drugs in sport in that unit. Now, there's always a very, very common question, and that is, are steroids that bad for you? And I think in this day and age with Instagram really highlighting a lot of bodybuilding competitions or there are a lot of influencers that are bodybuilders, things like that, it has kind of boosted this idea that steroids might actually be all right because so many people do it. In fact, there's so many people who are quite open about the fact that they do steroids. And of course, with other people, there is always speculation. I don't know if anyone has watched The Fittest Man on Earth or Fittest People on Earth. I'm not sure what it's called. It's on Netflix. And they all say, no, none of us take steroids. But I just... I mean, I'm not going to put a personal opinion in here, but I would be surprised if every single person on that show was competing naturally or to the standard that they're supposed to. So let's talk about it because it is everywhere. And as with everything, there's going to be positives and negatives to anabolic steroids. So let's learn about it. What are anabolic steroids? Now, formally, they're known as anabolic androgenic steroids or AAS. Let's break that apart a little bit. So anabolic in this sense means building and maintaining muscle mass and androgenic or androgens are a group of sex hormones that give men their male characteristics. So basically what anabolic steroids are, are a synthetic or man-made drug that are similar to the male hormone testosterone. Very basically, steroids, anabolic steroids, imitate testosterone. And this drug can come in many forms. So it could be a tablet, a gel, or even injections. And of course, as with every other drug that we've ever covered on this podcast, there's going to be some slang terms. So some people may call them roids. It can be referred to as gear or even juice. And when people hear the word steroids, I think sometimes they'll think, Maybe, maybe you think of it in a really negative way. So you're someone that's thinking steroids equals bad. I know I think of just like a really big muscly guy in a gym. And also I'm aware of the health risks and consequences. So I guess I probably think of it in a negative way as well. But I think there is a pull in the other direction, like we talked about at the start, where it is becoming almost a little bit normalized. But we're going to talk about the legal side of things and the health risks and all of those things, of course, throughout this episode. So stay with me on that part. Now, something that I just want to 
point out before we keep going is that there are different kinds of steroids. And another common steroid is something called corticosteroids. And these are an anti-inflammatory medication that are used medicinally for people with conditions like asthma or eczema, but can often just be referred to as steroids. So I know this can be a little bit confusing because if we just lump it all in together when they're actually different things, it won't make sense, right? But the main difference here is that corticosteroids and anabolic steroids bind to different receptors in the body and therefore have different effects on the body. So for example, anabolic steroids bind to androgen receptors, but corticosteroids bind to glucocorticoid receptors. It has taken me, I cannot tell you, I know podcasts often sound so smooth and that is on purpose, but that word, I cannot just brush past this. That word took me about 12 times and I still haven't gotten it right. So I'm going to leave this in. Enjoy me absolutely butchering that. Main difference is they connect to different receptors and so therefore have different effects on the body. Now, there are many different reasons why people may decide to take steroids, whether that's legally or illegally. Now, you might be thinking, geez, I didn't know you could take steroids legally, anabolic steroids, of course. And yes, you can. So with a prescription from a doctor, steroids can be used medicinally for people who experience hormonal problems or experience loss of muscle from diseases like HIV or cancer. It can also help to increase bone strength and density, you know, drive up sexual function, increase muscle strength. But as I said, this is only when it is given to someone by a doctor with a prescription. If there is no prescription and you're just getting it from a random guy on the street, then that's obviously not legal, but we'll talk about that. So some people take it medicinally. Other people take anabolic steroids illegally to improve sport performance or their appearance. And that's because steroids can help to reduce fat. They can increase lean muscle mass and also help to speed up recovery post-exercise. And this is not often done alone. So often people who are taking steroids will also have really strict exercise and diet regimes, you know, also in place to help improve the way that they look or their muscle mass or maybe they're competing whatever it is. Now, anabolic steroids are classified as performance and image enhancing drugs or PIEDs. Now, this means that it is illegal to use, make, keep, sell or give away steroids in Australia. And as we said, it is only legal if prescribed by a doctor. Now, if you are caught doing any of these things illegally, you could face anywhere from two to 25 years in prison, depending on your location. So obviously change for states and territories and the severity of the crime. So pretty much how much you are either selling or making or whatever. And of course, fines will depend on location as well, but there is a maximum fine of around $110,000. And of course, in a sporting environment, steroids are completely banned. If someone is caught taking steroids, they may be fined. They're probably going to be suspended. And also people can... uh, receive permanent bans from the sport. So who uses steroids the most? Now, this is according to the Australian Drug Foundation. The first one here, which is probably not super, I mean, maybe it is surprising to some people, I don't know, but it's competitive athletes. Now, to get a hold on this, WADA or the World Anti-Doping Association was established in 1999. And then also the code was introduced in 2004. And basically this just meant 
that all sports had to adhere to the same basic rules in competitive sport. So steroids are classified as an ergogenic aid, which is anything, so a tool that athletes can use to give them a competitive advantage. Obviously, we know, as we talked about, steroids can increase lean muscle mass. They can help with recovery. There is obviously an advantage there, so they are illegal. The second group of people here is people concerned about their body image. The third are bodybuilders. The fourth are people who need strength for their job. The fifth are young men in general. And according to a study completed by the National Drug and Alcohol Research Centre, males in their mid to late 30s use anabolic steroids the most for non-medical purposes. So that's who we're talking about here when we're talking about younger men. They're not really, I know people probably hear 30 and go, oh, that's not young. Yes, it is. (laughs) But in the grand scheme of life, that is young. And some people might be thinking, okay, why that age? But we know as well that from the, you know, mid to late 20s to early 30s, people find their testosterone levels drop and they continue to drop as you grow older and older. And this means that weight gain is common, people can lose muscle mass and people can lose strength. And so if people are getting to these ages and thinking, I need something to boost myself up, they often turn to steroids. So how do they actually work? How do steroids work? And this again is according to the Australian Drug Foundation. We talked about it a little bit at the start, but they imitate the properties of naturally occurring hormones in the body like testosterone. So they've got a similar chemical composition to testosterone and therefore they can activate those androgenic receptors like we talked about before. Once these receptors are stimulated, there's almost this domino effect of metabolic reactions that take place. The drug instructs the body to increase muscle tissue production. And this can occur quite quickly. So people are able to see the effects of taking steroids fairly quickly in the body. And this could obviously be a reason why people continue to use anabolic steroids because they do see an increase in muscle mass. They do see that definition quicker. They might feel better, but we'll talk about the impacts shortly. Now, there are three different methods when taking steroids. The first one we're going to talk about is cycling. So this is when people have periods of use followed by an equal period of not using. So if we look at that as a ratio, it's one to one. The second is pyramiding. So this is periods of use where the amount is actually increased to a peak gradually and then it's tapered back down again. So if you kind of can picture that going up, up, up to the peak and then tapering back down again. And this is obviously referring to the amount that is taken. And the third method is stacking. And this is when a person uses two or more different steroids at the same time. This often follows a cycle approach like we just touched on. And now let's look at some side effects. And this is all according to Health Direct. Before we get into it, I just want to point out that the effects of using anabolic steroids can be irreversible and can, of course, cause irreversible damage. People may experience water retention and bloating. This can also cause facial bloating. They might experience fatigue or sleeping problems. 
mood swings or aggression are quite common, which can also lead to violence. There can often be an increase in sex drive. They may experience baldness, and that is for both men and women, as well as acne. In the long term, people may experience liver damage and abnormal liver function. It can lead to kidney or prostate cancer, depression, cardiovascular problems, so things like heart attack or stroke, stunted growth. So if a person uses steroids from a really young age, they may not grow in the way that they were supposed to. You can experience premature bone and skin aging, high blood pressure, or even tendon or ligament damage. And let's break some of these things up into male and female. So for females, they may experience an increase in hair growth, including facial hair. They may experience decreased breast size. They may have irregular periods and a deeper voice. Their clitoris can become enlarged. And there can even be effects on an unborn baby if used before or during pregnancy. So if someone is taking steroids and they are wanting to get pregnant, they should stop taking them at least four months before falling pregnant and obviously never use them during a pregnancy. And for males, they can experience a reduced sperm count and fertility. So their testicles can actually shrink. They may experience baldness like we talked about. They may develop breasts. This is known as gynecomastia. And they can also experience involuntary and long-lasting erections. And in addition to all of this, Addiction can also be a side effect for some people, especially if these people rely on anabolic steroids for confidence and for feelings of self-esteem. Nerve damage is also possible for those who are using the drug non-medically and injecting, and people might even experience injuries from excessively intense gym workouts while they're using the drug too. So we just touched on addiction. Let's talk a little bit about anabolic steroids and mental health. Now, there is, of course, going to be a link here, especially when people are using it, like I said, for confidence or for their self-esteem, whatever else. There is a link between anabolic steroid use and increased mental health problems. According to the study, Psychological and Physical Impact of Anabolic Androgenic Steroid Dependence, steroid users are more likely than non-users to report anxiety. Others have also been known to develop hypomania, manic or psychotic symptoms during exposure to the steroids. There is also cases of major depressive symptoms and sleep disorders, especially after using and then no longer using. And those were actually quite common. And of course, reliance can make it really, really hard to stop, especially when it makes someone feel better about the way that they look. It is important to point out, though, that steroids do not cause a physical dependence. However, there can be some withdrawal-like symptoms, and these might look like tiredness and fatigue, decreased strength, which makes sense, weight loss due to a decreased appetite, depression, like we just spoke about, And it can take up to four months to restore the body's natural testosterone levels because, of course, we know that the anabolic steroids are mimicking and taking over that natural testosterone production. And this especially occurs when taking steroids in high doses and for extended periods of time. So that's anabolic steroids, right? We've spoken about what they are, how it works in the body, some methods, some mental health stuff, a little bit of withdrawal stuff. When I explained that I was doing this episode, someone said to me, what about TRT? And I, to be honest, 
didn't really know very much about TRT. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, if you listen to Joe Rogan, apparently, you'll know what this is. (laughs) But TRT stands for Testosterone Replacement Therapy. And this is generally used to treat low testosterone in older people or those with medical conditions. However, TRT is also being used for enhancing sexual performance, increasing people's energy and to build muscle. Now, according to Healthline, this is what actually happens in the body as people age. And as I spoke about before, it starts in the late 20s to early 30s. So that's why we had that statistic about why people might take it in this time of their life. So first thing here, as you age, your testicles as a male produce less testosterone. That just happens. That is life. The second thing here that happens is that a lowered testicular testosterone causes the hypothalamus, which is responsible for managing our hormones, our temperature, etc., to produce less GnRH, which is gonadotropin-releasing hormone. The third point here is that when we have a lowered GnRH or gonadotropin-releasing hormone, this causes the pituitary gland to make less luteinizing hormone. I know there's lots of hormones going on here, but lowered luteinizing hormone results in an a lowered overall testosterone production. Now, what happens here is that this can cause a low sex drive. It can cause erectile dysfunction, sleep problems, weight gain, etc. And this can have a massive impact on people. Now, what you can do if you feel like you are experiencing any of these things as you age is to do a test to sort it out. And that involves going to your doctor. And there is uh, the levels that are normal in an article that I will link in the show notes if you're interested in having a look at that. I could honestly do a whole other episode on how this helps people medically. But the point of bringing this all up is that while there are some benefits for middle-aged and older males, there are very few proven benefits for young males with normal testosterone levels because they haven't gone through this process of their testicles necessarily producing less testosterone yet or at a rate that maybe is going to affect them physically. And even with the benefits of participating in TRT, even as an older person, it is advised that everyone be checked regularly for abnormalities associated with prostate cancer, polycythemia and obstructive sleep apnea. There is, and I've said it already, but there is a link between high testosterone levels and lower sperm production. Of course, high testosterone levels can also cause problems like we touched on before. And although the benefits can last for a long time, even after taking the steroids, so someone might take steroids at the time and they might be feeling really good, they might even stop taking them and still their body is reacting in a certain way, they're still feeling good. The side effects often don't show up for years later. So it might not be until a few years down the track that you're sitting there being like, wow, I wonder why I've got cardiovascular problems. I wonder why I've got liver damage. I wonder why maybe I'm struggling to get pregnant or I've got a low sperm count. Obviously, if you're the male, you're not the one getting pregnant, but you know what I mean. Whatever it is, you might not feel that till quite a bit later. So it is really important to consider that if you are someone who is considering taking steroids. Now, I do want to get back to steroids. I do. I've talked about anabolic steroids, TRT, same thing, testosterone, blah, blah, blah. 
I do want to quickly touch on Psalms because this is something a little bit different, but I think it's worth mentioning within this episode. Now, some people may have heard of Psalms before. Some people may not have. I only learned about these because someone in one of my classes asked me about them. And to be totally honest, I'd never heard of this before. Basically, Psalms stands for Selective Androgen Receptor modulators. And according to USADA, SARMs are a class of therapeutic compounds that are similar to anabolic steroids, but with reduced androgenic properties, so reduced male characteristics. And these are classified as an experimental medicine. Now, like we spoke about at the start of the episode with the receptors, SARMs selectively bind to androgen receptors. So this is like anabolic steroids. They still bind to androgen receptors, but they bind in some tissues, but not in others. Now you might be thinking, can sports people use this? When it comes to competition, SARMs are also prohibited at all times. This is from the highest level to recreational level. SARMs are also not FDA approved. I spoke about that being experimental. This means they can't be prescribed unless a doctor has a license, but they are not yet deemed fit for human consumption, essentially. Now, some side effects that we're aware of are things like heart attack and stroke, but the long-term effects are not known yet for SARMs. And it was found, according to a sport integrity In a recent Australian study, that 70% of SARM products purchased online or illegally had incorrect substances or doses to what was on the label. And that is risky business, if you ask me. So that's SARMs, which is kind of this like up and coming thing, I guess. But as I said, classified as an experimental medicine. Now, can any of these things be used safely? The very easy, simple answer is no, unless there is doctor supervision. No, you cannot take these drugs safely. I say it every time, but drugs affect everyone differently and there is no safe level of drug use, especially if you are purchasing illegally because you've got no idea what you're actually getting. It could be tainted with something else like a toxic chemical or substance, or it could be labeled incorrectly. So even if you think you're you know, cycling your steroids or pyramiding your steroids in a certain way, The amount going into your body may not be what you've been told. However, if you do decide to use steroids, or maybe you already do use steroids for non-medical purposes, here are some things you can do to, I guess, help yourself. Make sure you lower the dose or limit the use for weeks at a time to give your body a rest. Never inject into the same area of the body. Do not inject into the biceps, calves, or pecs. This is to avoid permanent nerve damage. Obviously, when we talk about injections as well, make sure you use clean needles and you never, ever, ever share needles. And very importantly, do not combine steroids with alcohol or caffeine or amphetamines. These just remove water from the body and completely dehydrate you. And the last little bit of this episode, team, it has been a wild ride. We have covered so much. Let's talk about getting support. Now, If your steroid use is getting in the way of health, you know, your relationships, your work, your school, maybe financially, or maybe you're a person who can see this happening and someone that you love, make sure that you talk to the people around you and you consult a professional like your GP, even if you don't use it for medical purposes. You could also call the drug info line on 1300 85 85 84 and they provide confidential. And maybe you're thinking, I want to boost my testosterone, but I want to do it naturally. How can you do that? 
geez, this is a whole episode again in itself, but it's just basically taking care of yourself, making sure you exercise and lift weights. That boosts testosterone. You eat enough protein and fat and carbs. You minimize stress and cortisol levels. You increase your vitamin D intake. You get really good sleep. You need to sleep. You have a healthy sex life. And of course, you reduce your alcohol consumption. All of these things can help to boost your testosterone. And again, I could do a whole episode on each of these points. So honestly, bear with me. I will plan to do more, especially with, you know, really good nutrition content and basic exercise content. Keep an eye out for that. But other than that, it has been a big day for me in this studio. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. If you think that someone in your life needs to hear any of the episodes that I cover, make sure that you share with your friends. That gets the message out there. And of course, if you are listening and you haven't clicked that follow button or you haven't given me those five stars, please, please go do that. Especially if you feel like you are gaining something from these episodes and you are learning with me every week. Love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. See you later. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM. And how's your head on TikTok? I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.